writers and director of Saw. There's an old ghost story about a woman named Mary Shaw. The ventriloquist who was murdered. She was buried with her doll collection. They didn't stay dead. On March 16th, they'll come for us. One by one. If you scream, you die. She's here. Silence rated R in theaters March 16th. I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Well, Danny boy, I'm playing to play to your coverland. From clan to clan, went down the mountainside. Last summer's gone, when all the roses are falling. Dead you must go, since you must go, but I must buy. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Danny B Movies, where I introduce a guest and or myself to a cult movie. And this is certainly a cult movie. Um, Some people love it. Some people hate it. The director and the writer... They hate it. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, We were going to do our top five creepy doll movies, uh, but unfortunately, Ben here, the attention-seeking geek, is here with us today. He's been a busy boy, so he's not had a chance to do the research. He's got his own YouTube channel. He's got a wife. He's got a daughter. He's got things. He's got shit going on. So we decided we'll just boil it down to one film. And this was to celebrate the release of Megan, a James Wan-produced film. So I thought, let's go back and look at Dead Silence from 2007, directed by the man himself, James Wan. Welcome, Ben. Uh, how are you doing? Are you still being puppeted by your wife? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know who's got their hand up where, to be honest, some days. But um, to be honest, I think it's probably my daughter with her, her, yes. her hand up, both of us, um, all Pulling day all the and strings. all night. Yes, yes. But, um, so I appreciate you being... So accommodating of me being a terrible friend and a terrible guest and not being able to do what you initially planned. But I think this will be fun. I think, you know, we can we can do a proper deep dive into this um mm. this 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 film. I'm calling it that at a stretch. <laughs> don't don't show your hands project. early. It's don't a project. Sh- it's it's a, an attempt. Uh We'll get we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But Ben, since people may not have heard of Dead Silence, uh, they've they'll have heard of all of the other James Wan universe of stuff: the malignants, the insidiouses, the conjurings, the saws. Tell us a little bit about this plot. Yes, yeah, so this film came out in in two thousand and seven. I think I'm going to struggle a bit with the synopsis, to be honest, because it was uh, it was it. Things just kind of happen, but essentially, what it is 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 it opens with um, uh, a guy and his his wife, I think. Um, yeah, yes, that's yeah. correct. Um, they they receive a, a mysterious package, and that package 
is a uh, an old style ventriloquist dummy. And lo and behold, when when he pops to the shops or whatever he's doing in his absence, the dummy uh, appears to murder. Uh, the wife in in horrific circumstance. Then uh, an investigation uh, takes place um, from the guy, um, and and that's kind of running alongside the police, obviously investigating him for the potential murder of his wife as well, because of course they don't believe his story of uh, of it being a dummy. Um, he uh, sort of tracks down his like estranged father. He's there with with his stepmom. Um, which we'll come back to. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, a- anyway, it-, it turns out that there's been this kind of fable about uh, a-, a lady called Mary Shaw. And it turns out that Mary Shaw was um, a kind of local, a local celeb, if you will, uh, for her kind of ventriloquist skills. But she did some very bad things. Um, and uh, beyond the grave continues to do those bad things. Um, and uh, it's it sort of revealed that it's it's potentially her spirit kind of behind the dummy's actions. Um, and uh, comedy ensues. No, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the yeah, so the film's sort of about him, him discovering uh, more and more about Mary Shaw and obviously there's a sort of big uh, confrontation at the end and a bit of a twisty m- twist twist oh yeah let's not love. give it away just yet. no no the, the twisty of the of the twists <laughs> um, oh. oh yes yes uh, so it I, w- I will say it's very mid 2000s this film it's got all the trappings of I think the 2000s were a really weird era for like horror movies because they weren't quite 80s and 90s when there was kind of a good general mix of stuff. I think I think they were trying to figure out what was the thing, what are people afraid of in the noughties, what is something that we can grab and use and 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 talk about. You know, I, th- I think yeah. a lot of it was probably kind of a 9-11 thing that people didn't really maybe want to see kind of horrific things happening because it, it was all happening in the real world maybe, I'm not sure. Yeah. But- I think there's there's very few films I can think of in that kind of era where I'm like that is just amazing a, a level of of skill of a horror film you know five stars it's very rare that I'll go oh that in the 2000s was really good it's, it, I I can't like I could probably pick maybe 10 maybe I five I'd struggle to even think of films to be honest I mean I am um, I think that effects played a big part in that in what you're mm. saying as well you know because sure. it was that weird transition period uh during those kind of early noughties where the special effects were there um but they they weren't quite kind of up to scratch or they weren't readily available to the lower budget films mm. um so you get this kind of weird middle ground and and yeah um, we'll come back to that but yeah um, I think like the big the uh, the color palette in this was just like oh fuck I'm definitely oh, it's the greyest film I've ever seen in my life. It's like a it... grey blue. <laughs> At the end, they had the whole file of the film. They they highlighted the whole file every you know with all the edits, and they just went to saturation and turned it all the way down to uh, to, to minus five. <laughs> that's what the temperature feels like when i was watching it i was like am i just cold or is it the film you know is it the film i'm watching that's just really cold but i will i will say this i i don't think it's one of lee winnell's or one of james james wan's best films and they feel the same 
uh, there was a lot of problems behind the scenes. There was uh, basically they were still promoting Saw at this point. They were still selling that. Oh, okay. And they made kind of a deal after just finishing it with this with Universal to say, "Hey, we want a horror movie." Um, you know, they've probably seen Saw or seen something else. They've gone right. Get, pitch us an idea now. And they were like, uh, 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 "James likes creepy dolls in everything, so let's do that." Um, and he was like, and they were like, right, good. Sold it, signed up to it. And Lee Winnell describes it as being creativity at gunpoint because he had to come up with something. But because they were, they'd already decided on what the idea was, they go, no, don't like that. Change it, change it. Any any alterations or changes to the script, they were policing. And right. they also got in another writer. And apparently the filming of it was quite difficult as well. But James Wan has not gone into that in much detail, but I just know that it was a difficult time. Lee Winnell has been like, I'll never work for a big studio again. I'll only write spec scripts. And, you know, they've got to stay loyal to the spec script, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I imagine James, because of his position now, I'm not sure not sure who does all the the films he usually does. I don't know if it's under his own company or is it is it with Universal maybe? I'm not sure. Um, not Blumhouse, is it? No. Uh, I think some of them might be. Um, uh, write in on a postcard. Tell us who 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 James Wan mostly does his films on a with. postcard. On a postcard, yes. You know, yes. Uh, answers on a postcard, please. The greyest uh, postcard you can find. The bluest, greyest, grimmest postcard. <laughs> it, it was. It was like because it, it almost comes across like a seaside town, but it's it's not. It's just like this big horrible lake next to a theater. The, the lake, right? <laughs> like where? Do... <laughs> the weirdest that the lake felt so misplaced like i i i didn't understand why anything would be located where that was like it it just felt like such a, a weird kind of fantastical location for mm. uh what was it like a theater yeah it was like a, a grand a guinor or whatever you call it kind of theater that kind of vaudevillian idea kind of a bit gothic as well it was i don't know if it flooded or it was on an island and the the waters rose or i can't just I can't felt remember. like a, like a weird like lord of the rings-esque kind of location rather than you know your kind of horror film yeah you're like i'd expect it just to be like a derelict town or whatever mm. you know in the middle of that and yeah, it was. Uh, that was that was that was one of uh, one of many weird things. You know what, though, Dan, it ch- it completely checks out what you're saying about because I haven't done any research about um, anything. Because I mean, I mean, um, oh, I'm sorry, you have not done any research. You of all people, I wouldn't. I, I can't believe you. I can't believe it. Honestly, Mister Blaggett. Um, <laughs> no, but I. Uh, 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 you know that it's interesting to hear because I think that really comes across the um, the the forced cuts. You know the 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 narrative um, felt very disjointed. Um, scenes felt misplaced. Editing felt rushed. Like so, all of that stuff seems intrinsically linked to a studio mm. getting their their noses in where they shouldn't be involved. Exactly. I, I, will, I will say I think a lot of the horror stuff is really effective. I think some of the jump scares work for me. I think um I think Billy and Mary Shore's characters as concepts work. Um I think it's it for me the main problem with for it is everything that's not about the creepy dolls of Mary Shore. It's just they're like, "Hi dad, how are you doing?" "Great. I don't love you, but I do. I've had a stroke. Bye." 
Um, and then, you know, the, the fridging of the girlfriend at the beginning, I felt was a mistake because that could have been interesting if she was along on the on the adventure with them. I get mm-hmm. why I kind of get why they did it, but it's it's. You know, the bit I bought into the most was the flashback scene of Mary Shaw on stage, kind of passively doing her routine, but mm. secretly kind of harboring these, these you know, dark kind of intentions. Um, and I found that whole scene really interesting. And the idea of her maybe um, taking children and, and kind of uh, mutilating them to, to, to be this kind of puppet, um, human puppet. Like, I, I think that is so much more interesting than, like, the ghosty ghoul Mary mm. Shaw stuff. So, like, I... I I don't know. Has there has there been like a prequel or something like that for this? Like, well, I was going to say there's a like this does feel like a dry run for the stuff that he would do later, the Conjuring and Insidious and things like that. Like, I think the Nun and Billy have a weird similarity in their face, like the character, that character, the kind of blank eyes and things. And I know there's that um, is it the Bride in Black or something in Insidious. Um, who's you know looks a bit like Mary Shaw has a similar appearance to Mary Shaw again you've got Annabelle who's another doll creepy weird doll um yeah. you know Billy from Saw is a, is called Billy as well um which you you you, you might have thought maybe we don't you want really would have thought yeah you would have thought just maybe not call him Billy maybe any other name but Billy you would literally think. literally anything i he, you know what though the um the clown oh yeah oh yeah i it went when he appeared and, and had his little moment like i was like man that should have been the puppet like i think that that would have been a, a lot more kind of original and interesting and no I, I i agree i think that's one of the more effective parts of it um i, I like when they're like all of the the mary shaw's like faces coming out of them and things uh spoilers by the way if uh, you haven't seen uh dead silence it is available on uk netflix if you have it um actually i saw that it was available on youtube as well so if you uh do a little google you can find it on youtube as well if you're not in the uk the whole film uh yeah it looks like it wow so there you That's go a sign of a good film <laughs> uh, you never know you never know like some of the stuff i cover is on there some of the stuff i quite like you know uh, it just depends how keen the studio is for you not to that be on youtube basically if they care that much about the film but it is actually coming out on 4k very soon um by scream factory in the us so it'll probably very slowly but surely make its way over here and one of the other dvd blu-ray brands we have um but yes i um <sighs> It, it's hard. It's it's hard to talk about. Like like you're saying, it, it's it's a short film. Like again, I don't hate it, was, it. Yeah, I don't love it, but I think there's there's the beginnings of something here. Like obviously, he's done James Wan Lee Winnell done Saw. Winnell was in Saw. You know, they have done the gruesome, twisty, turny kind of body horror, gornography type stuff. So this is them going. What if we do a little bit of a, a ghosty thing, a gothic, a classic kind of ghost story? So I, I like that they like spooky. Yeah, spooky. A little bit spooky. Um, you know, they're the the stretching their legs, they're seeing what they can do. And the cinematographer actually says this is the beginnings of the James One we know today, is this film. Like th- yeah. this is where it begins. So you can I can really see that that journey. And I think maybe if 
they had more creative control on this, if they had more input, then then it would be a bit more popular. Box office wise, it didn't do very well. But Lee Winnell said he he described it as um, Universal dumped it in a river like toxic waste. Um, so the it, it absolutely bombed at the box office. But it does have quite the cult following. I think there is something here in this film to enjoy. I think I think if you you know you want to see a creepy ghost, you know a YouTube video with a ghost and a dummy in it, Google this film. They are quite effective. But yeah, it's not a perfect film by any standards, but you can definitely I can definitely see what would come afterwards and and the influences. In fact, even um speaking of Billy from Saw, he's in the movie. Oh, is he one of the Yes, he's, he's basically he's in the foreground when they're looking at all the hundreds and hundreds of dummies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's kind of leaning against a pillar right in the foreground. Um, so if you if you spot him. As a collector, I looked at that. And I was like, what a display case that is. That that's a dream <laughs> right there. Right there. What a setup. <laughs> Mary Shaw knew what she was doing. Mary Shaw. She knew she knew how to how to manage stuff. Um so yeah, we have um we have uh, Jamie, I think it's called Jamie Ashen, is it? Oh, who cares? Budget Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I've I've wrote down. Uh, Jason Stackhouse, if you're a if you're a true blood fan. If you remember True Blood. Oh yeah. And he was just as charismatic in that as he was. Oh, I didn't. I didn't mind him as Jason Stackhouse because he was just an idiot anyway. <laughs> I, I love the second season where he's like he's in that like um, religious kind of commune, and there's, yeah. the, there's the priest and his very very attractive wife who's in like pitch perfect and everything. <laughs> Me and my friends used to joke about it. We used to do impressions of the priest, and we'd be like, "Jason Stackhouse, stop fucking my wife." <laughs> nice, nailed it. No. Yes. Yes. Uh, acting talent. But yeah, I think I think he should always play the idiot because he's just got one of those faces that just constantly looks clueless, lost, um, but quite sexy. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a good-looking so, guy. He's a good-looking. Yeah. Guy. He's Aus- he's Australian though, isn't he? So most most Australian people look pretty pretty good. I think. Like I don't, I don't know. I've I've, I've been over there. Not not everyone. <laughs> Not everyone. Not the ones that have been attacked by all the deadly animals out there, I imagine. But no. Um, <laughs> this is one thing I had an issue with, uh, among many things. But he, at the beginning of the film, his, his wife is talking about, you know, the legend of Mary Shaw and there's this poem and, you know, be sure not to scream and all that. And yeah. and like, and he's, he's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of anything like this. But then in the next scene, he's like, from the town I'm from, having a dummy in the house is a bad omen and then he gets to the town and literally all the town is based on or or circulates or talks about is mary shaw how would he not know this story or you know even even if his family is trying to protect him and hide it from him this this backstory some other fucker in the town will tell him definitely surely yeah like uh, the kids at school yeah absolutely hey mate Come here, I've got a story. Mary Shaw. He'd he'd know. He'd know. There'd be viral videos going around, like he'd he'd know. Yeah, I mean the the the, the whole opening kind of scenes with him and his wife, like she was just so unrealistically horny. It was like it was it was cringeworthy. Um I but then they kind of they they got to the, the point where they sort of revealed that she was kind of craving a baby because she had that moment in the mirror and stuff. And I just felt like if that was 
if that was written better sorry like mm. um and and you know they sort of lent into that element of of her sort of um you know having that kind of maternal need like i think that could have been a really interesting idea and especially if um as as you said at the beginning of this show about them drawing out her her death a little bit longer you know you mm. could almost have like this weird thing where billy kind of lets her mother him a bit and and you could have kind of had that that relationship and then Mm -hmm. it would have made the death maybe more emotionally kind of impactful Mm -hmm. but it just it it was just felt dumb that whole i mean i mean she's not a character in the film is she let's be honest she's just she's just the catalyst of getting the story started she's like i love you and we're happy we're having a baby like we're gonna have a i'm having a baby but you don't know we're having a baby you know all that sort of stuff and and then she's dead you know yeah i do like i do like the aspect that when mary shaw in her form comes that all the all the sound is sucked out of the room i do quite like that idea um but i don't think they do much with it i think there was there's an opportunity to play with things like that like if they're it in it wasn't a- clear what was happening whether that was you as the viewer you know, whether it was just like sound editing and, and mm. you know, for atmosphere and part of the soundtrack and stuff, or whether it was part of the plot. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and I think it got clearer, but the first time it happened, I just thought it was weird choices mm. with the soundtrack. I was like, oh, they they really did a weird thing with the kettle there, and like, and and then and then it kind of went quiet, and and it just felt very. Um, jarring for me yeah uh, and, and it wasn't but if it, if it was clearer it. that yeah like she kind of was like what's happening or i don't I, yeah it was it what do you think of these um interesting map transitions as well you know when like he's going into the picture he's driving along and he goes into they go into the sign and it's a it's him within the sign is still driving what do you what do you think of those yeah it was weird um like the eye the eye within the eye bit um yeah that yeah, it it just felt like there was quite a lot of odd choices choices that didn't serve the story Mm. um and weren't clear as to why those choices have been made you know what i mean like mm. the, the 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 transitions that you talk of what did they offer what did they offer they didn't they didn't add to the atmosphere they didn't kind of uh, you could have just had him just had him driving because you were already he was already driving over the bridge yeah so what 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 was the point of going into the sign and then just showing another angle of him or driving just over like the lean into like lots of fates fades to black and stuff because it the 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 saturation was so low like if you have you if you repetitively use something like a fade to black then it will kind of add to the atmosphere of like this slow kind of like you know dark film but yeah it it, it was like an indiana jones like you know (laughs) map transition like (laughs) it's like a a road movie him and his him and his dummy um I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's he's a pretty big dude. Elmer and Louise, <laughs> Billy and Ryan Reynolds. What's his name? I forget. <laughs> Ryan Quanton, Quanton, Quan, Quan. His name's actually Ryan as well. I think so. Yeah, I think it's. Oh Ryan. my gosh! Are, will... are they making them in factories? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's uncanny. That's. I mean, that's Hollywood, isn't it? It's all carbon, carbon copy. Uh, 
Yes, Ryan. It is Ryan. Oh, hilarious. There you go. He is, he is a literal Ryan. Um, so uh, let's talk about... So we, we have this murder, and he's brought, he's brought in for questioning, obviously. Um, well, he returns. He goes to get Chinese, and he comes back, and his wife's like, I'm in here, honey. I'm in here. And then he goes in, uh, in there, and she's dead, and she's had her tongue ripped out. It's very... Um, it was very reminiscent of the ring, you know, when they find the girl in like the the wardrobe, and she's yeah. just all like blue and gnarled and like have that weird face. It reminded me of that, but just with like a big, massive dummy mouth, um, you know, big jaw, broken jaw thing going on. It was quite quick. I kind of wanted to drink it in a little bit more. What mm. what the, the the detail was of like again, it was like it didn't become clear to me until a couple of more kills down the line that the jaw was yeah. I kind of didn't right. I couldn't almost see what happened to her I was just mm. like is she where I, I couldn't understand what the kill was that I, I would have liked that mm. to have maybe been clearer like you could I would have do you know what would have been cool like actually seeing her voice come out of the mouth and then have the jaw drop off like mid-sentence and then that's when you know, he realizes, or like, or like, have a hand go directly into the mouth, and it break the jaw as you're pulling oh, out the scream or something, something like that. I don't know, um, but there, there was there's there's something there. I do like the idea of like not screaming. It's a bit a bit like the quiet place or something like that. Like the idea yeah, of yeah. you're not allowed to scream just kind of heightens that horror, isn't it? You're not allowed to have that that natural reaction to something terrifying i quite Steps like it right though doesn't it let's be honest because why would you keep that package like <laughs> do you know what i mean i'd be chasing the courier down the road like oi i don't want this weird <laughs> black box kill it with There's hammers a inside no thank you <laughs> return to sender oh god yeah and uh we we after this we meet um new kids on the block Donnie Wahlberg, Marky Mark's brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mark Wahlberg's right. brother uh, from from New Kids on the Block. As equally a, a horrible person as Mark Wahlberg. Um, yeah, equally annoying. Yeah, equally annoying. Um, I will say he, at least he has a character in this film. Everybody else does not. Like right. at least he has something going on, and it's somewhat humorous or entertaining. Everyone else is just like Mary Shaw, Mary Shaw, Mary Shaw. Like in every fucking scene and it's just like oh she is scary you know Ooh. and again just like, so, like obnoxious and like far too playful for a police inv- uh, oh he's, he's the, one of the worst police officers i've ever seen in my life he's, he's awful <laughs> like he just it just goes well i've got i've got my man so i'll just sit and wait for him to do something stupid and then i'll arrest him and then and then he does go to- they let him on bell is like unbelievable anyway like he'd, he'd be kept in surely like and he's like he's like not not only that he follows him he, he, he digs up the dummy that he buries, Billy, because he's been told by a crazy lady who lives with the mortician um, to bury the undertaker to bury this dummy. Buries it. He digs it up, and he's like, "Hello, no neighbor. Told you not to leave the city. Told you not to leave town. You have, um, you know." And that would be enough for him to go right. We're going back to the police station. But he's like, "Nah, I'll just let you." Do whatever you think you're doing. Just go about your mission. And then he's like, he even goes, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm your neighbor, by the way. If he was a murderer." You wouldn't say, oh, by the way, I'm right next door. Come and on he's by. Like, well, he's like shaving. In He's like waiting in the hotel room, like using his shaver. Like just the, just the most casual dickhead police officer. 
you know, you know what as well? It's it's that's like when I do that with my electric shaver, I get hair all the way down my front, like all the way down my like my top or whatever I'm wearing. He would be walking around with just hair constantly down his his, his shirt, and people are like, you know, as a, as a cop, you know, you you expect them to be kind of somewhat scruffy. Maybe they're drinking, they they've got a stain here and there, but I wouldn't expect him just to have like body hair directly on his fucking shirt when he's like interrogating somebody. I think that's maybe what he had in his mind that he was going for that that kind of. Um rough and ready you know police officer that doesn't follow the rules i think in his head he was like that's how i'm going to approach this character but what came out was just like a, an oddly jovial <laughs> i i feel like maybe he went into this thinking it was like a chucky movie where it was like okay it's, it's like oh yeah it's a kooky doll movie it's like you know, seed of or bride of not, yeah like not, a, more yeah, more yeah more sort of more yeah, yeah yeah more heightened towards the comedy because you know like I think in, in in some ways with Billy, I think it's a good thing that they never show him like walking or running around, like you know hobbling about, because I think that would kind of kill a lot of the tension and the horror that he brings, like the slight eye movements and and mouth movements and stuff. I think are just enough. But yeah, yeah I think sometimes with some of those lesser Chucky films that I know you're a big fan of, um, you know, you can just be like. Rah! You know, it's just oh, it's, yeah. it's more silly, and there's a lot of killer doll movies out there that are even worse for that than this, like a Pinocchio's Revenge or something. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of crazy Wait, killer doll. Movies. What? That's a thing. That's that's a movie. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Go Why check. We do that. <laughs> I, I, it's too late. It's too late. I picked this one. <laughs> I did just watch. Uh, I did just watch uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Actually, yeah. Any good? Oh, sensational! Have you but... seen the Disney one? I've heard that's rubbish absolutely awful yeah it's it's one of the it's it's weirdly emotionless like for a tom hanks film like it 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 honestly felt like yeah like it had no personality but it it was so clean and looked nice and but it just had nothing whereas Guillermo de toro's completely kind of explodes the text and you know just just really felt like a, a great great version Hmm. So yeah, that's our Pinocchio tangent yep. out go, the way. <laughs> go check out Pinocchio if you're after living dolls that don't steal your tongues and your screams. I that's got no strings. You. I've got Mary Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that was interesting what you were saying about because there's that big moment where he's she's doing the ventriloquist act and she's you know and the the dummy's like, no, I'm going to show you I'm real. I'm going to show you I'm real. Come what? here, you little. And like there's there's that kind of schizophrenic thing going on because that is like I, I watched uh, Anthony Hopkins and uh, and uh, uh, Dickie Attenborough's Magic the other day, which is absolutely amazing. It's less of a horror, more of a kind of a thriller or a drama. It's from like the late seventies, but it's one of like it's it's amazing. Burgess Meredith's in it as well. Um, just fucking phenomenal bit of acting and filming and everything. Uh, the score's great as well. Lots of award winning people involved. But anyway, go watch that. Uh, go watch that but um but yeah I, I quite like that idea that you know the doll is you know that there's part of them is is coming the, like their their id or their ego or whatever part of the brain that is 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 unleashed through the doll where they have to like rein themselves in but the the doll is their like you know most base desires coming out almost yeah oh and i know that you and i are both massive fans of the ventriloquist in the batman comics so 
that was kind of the first thing that that came to mind. Is it mm. is it Wex Wexler? Uh, Arnold Wesker, I want to say. Wesker, Ar- yeah, Arnold Wesker and Scarface, something. isn't it? Scarface, yeah, Gatman. Um, I, you know, like, and that was the first thing that came to mind. I was just like, oh, this is this is cool. You know, this is the thing that that intrigues me. It's the idea of a, and and, and again, it's kind of similar to to that batman villain it's an older individual who's almost using the puppet as a kind of mouthpiece for all of their kind of deepest darkest desires you know that, that are kind of clearly being buried away for for their whole life and um i just find that a, a really kind of interesting thing and i i would have found that a lot more interesting mm. for the whole film rather <laughs> than the kind of like one scene you know the ghouly ghosty spooky stuff like um because you can kind of you 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 keep the horror and you keep Billy. Billy can still move his eyes and stuff without. And and I think that again, that's the fun of Scarface. Is different writers in the comics have obviously done him fully as a kind of fantasy type character where he's kind of doing stuff by himself. But other writers have have very cleverly blurred the lines where you're not quite sure. You know, it's like mm-hmm. is Arnold doing that or is 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 that scarf like and, and i think that's always when he's been more interesting for me as a reader is when when you don't know you don't really know if that puppet's alive or not mm. like and 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 i you can, you can go either way it's up to you yeah yeah and i think I, that just would have been more compelling for me i always liked in the animated series because obviously they can only show so much kind of violence in a batman cartoon whenever they had scarface in an episode they were like let's just put him in a fucking wood chipper you know <laughs> it's like like he's only a fucking doll anyway um arnold wesker thinks he's alive obviously and he's like Aah! you know when he's when he's being destroyed so and good in that series that like those stories and stuff and that uh, to be honest that was probably my introduction to the character and then i went back and, and picked up the books and things and um yeah i i Look, I'd love to see that in in Matt Reeves' kind of universe. Like, I, I I don't know how commercially interesting that would be for studio execs and stuff, like for a whole film, you know. But even even if he just plays at Penguins Club, like in the series or something, like I'd be happy with that, you know. Yeah, like uh, I, I mean, if he was like a, a scarecrow in the in the Dark Knight trilogy, where he like pops up. We have a bit of fun. Yeah, beginning and end sort of yeah. thing. And then he's yeah. then he's off again. Like he's not the main threat, he's not the main villain, but maybe he's he's somewhat involved or he, he knows a bit of information or something. I don't know. Um I, I'd be up for that because I think he's a good character. And he and he feels like a classic Batman villain without being one of the classics. Like he's like a late eighties one. But the, exactly. all all of the things about that character scream like a, a mad hatter to me or a, a humpty dumpty or something like that. But he uh, he's very very modern, weirdly enough, and I think that's how successful that character is, and how much that works. It just makes you feel like he's been around forever. And because you know that character as well, and, and I'm sorry, this is probably a bigger. <laughs> it was a long time, Okio, but um, the uh, he 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 had different uh, puppeteers, so it wasn't always Arnold. He obviously went on and and had those different puppeteers, and mm. um, one of the interesting ones was that um, the 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 female who were got tangled in with the mob stuff and got shot in the eye or whatever and yeah i just i just kind of like if mary shaw if this was the story of mary shaw's life and and her kind of descent into madness mm-hmm. um, you know kind of climaxing with her doing these horrible things to ki- to horrible kids you know like that would have been 
a really really cool and interesting mm. film um even if they went back and did a prequel now you know i think that could still be quite interesting yeah i'd, I'd, be, I'd be up for that i think there's there's definitely a possibility because you could show all the previous murders and all the killings she's done from the family tree all the different family trees can't yeah. you yeah like you show all that and you can show her creating the dummies and doing all this because uh, we know you know what she does and burying them or what have you i think there's there's definitely something to be mind that i quite like the lore of it the only thing i don't really like about the kind of backstory is they imply that there's this kind of mob justice so this little kid insults her so she's not very good oh, at they went full freddy yeah yeah, so so that's that's the thing. I um so they imply that, that this this boy goes missing, and because she was insulted by this boy, um, they basically um they basically assu- everyone assumes it's her. So they go, they kill her, they cut her tongue out. She has some very odd requirements for her funeral. She wants to become a doll, so they give her the kind of slits in the mouth in the sides of the mouth to make her look more like a dummy, the the dull black eyes and everything. Um but then later on within the film, uh, again, we're just jumping around a lot, but the film does it itself, really, kind of. And it, it's a very short film as well. It's not we're even just staying true to the. Uh, <laughs> it's it's confusing and it, it, yeah, it's just in and out all the time. Um, again, I don't hate it. I've seen worse. I've seen a lot worse, but I can understand why Winnell and One were definitely not happy with this because I don't. It does feel like there's too many cooks um, stirring this broth. And, uh, and we we go and we we find her kind of hideout, her hidden area. Which I was like, how has nobody discovered that opening, that door? Because they're looking at this door and they're like, oh, I can't see a door there. And obviously they walk into it, and then they're like, oh yeah, there's a secret passage. It's kind of a an optical illusion. And he just walks through it, and he's like, whatever you do, don't scream. And then he's like, oh, where you gone? Where you gone? Where you disappeared? And then he just comes around the corner. And he's like, "Don't do that to me." Because what does that mean? Does that mean she owned like the whole theater and there were no lived staff? There. Like, I think she must. She must have behind the scenes or anything. Like, they're like, don't vi- don't vi- don't visit her upstairs. She's got a she's got a little boy on puppet strings up there. Um, th- and that's the that's the thing as well. Forget about that. But going back to the point about you know they they kill her, they murder her. And then they all start mysterious. All the family and the related family start mysteriously dying. Uh, and then we're we're like, okay, so she's taking her revenge because she was, you know, she was just a nice lady who liked puppets and dolls and ventriloquist dummies, whatever you want to call them. And, and we all she, need a hobby, Dan. Hey, you know, why no not? Why not? Here. You know, and uh, and <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a heck of a hobby. She's she's very very keen. She's got a lot of ideas. Uh, so, we uh, yeah we find out that actually she did kidnap that boy she did kill him she did turn him into a doll so she is pure evil so they were kind of in some ways right to kill her it's not obviously not in a court of law or anything but there's some justification for that i actually think because i think they did that with the remake you were saying with freddy that they they imply uh, uh, they imply don't they that, that he was innocent but then you find out that he was like a pedo in 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 the remake. Or... I think so. Yeah, I think in the, in the in the remake they imply that he's he may have been innocent potentially, right? Yeah. And, and then I and then I they find some like really dodgy photographs at the end, and they all get very upset and very disturbing. Um, and I think I think the idea of them these characters being innocent is actually more interesting than them just being the ah, 
stereotypically evil character. Yeah, I mean, with Freddy, he obviously, the the, yeah. the demon or whatever came cool. in that moment of death and said, yeah, yeah. hey, man, you want an upgrade? Like, And he was Dude. like, fuck yeah. Yeah, um, let's go. I want to kill kids. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's there's definitely something more kind of two three dimensional rather mm. for for a character that that didn't want this life of a of a spirit, you know. But because of other people's actions, they now have to they now have to kind of seek out revenge because what the the what people did sins was wrong. Sort of yeah, like you know, yeah, sin for a sin sort of thing, and. Mm. Um, yeah, like that. That definitely could have been um, could have been interesting. But again, it's like because they kind of went down that route of her always being evil. Um, bring some clarity as to why the hell she's got these powers. Like after, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like at least with like you know uh, as corny as some people might find the old Elm Street films and Dream Warriors and all that. Like I bloody I bloody love that cheese. Um, give me it. On a slice of touch. That, that is the um, best. That is the best one as well. Credit where credit's due. Like they don't. Nothing's ambiguous. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, demon came and gave the gave the option and stuff like that. Like I would have liked that in this film. Some kind of explanation as to how she got those kind of afterlife powers. You know, because it 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 didn't really make sense there, or or or, or whether she was like I don't know fiddling around with dark magic or something before she died like you know just some kind of context as to how the hell she became a, a ghost with a long ass tongue after i don't know what did you think to the uh sexy stepmom oh yeah i mean she uh, she was sus from the start wasn't she let's be honest <laughs> like i was like yeah it's probably her isn't it um yeah yeah um She's in um she's in Transporter Two, which I covered recently on uh, the Back to the Filmography podcast. Um, I thought she was quite good in that. I, I I don't think she really gets enough screen time in this to, but also I don't think the material is that good either. Oh no, everyone was bad. Like yeah. in this film, like even the, the 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 dad or whatever, he's an actor I recognise. I don't. I he's from uh, Shawshank. Uh, Bob Gunton, yes. I want to say Bob Gunton. I said to my wife, I was like, this is one of those actors that like in loads but i don't know their names so he's in um really recognize them he was the owl in uh daredevil uh the tv show oh, the yes. netflix show that was him as well see this is why you're here dan and this is why i'm here to make you look brighter um but yeah no i uh i i i just thought it was um it was all very melodramatic it gave her sexy stepmoms a bad name stuff like this type did, <laughs> did you know do you know the age difference between uh her stepson and herself in real life anyway it's like what, three years or something two years it is three years yeah. exactly <laughs> brilliant brilliant yeah i mean it was funny it, it, i mean this uh, film could this film could have been a, a whole nother film entirely what are you doing stepmom but again it's like if you have her and you like my my first thing when I saw her is again I started to get those kind of Batman Scarface imagery in my head of yeah. the long red dress and I was just mm -hmm. like oh that would be cool like seeing her with Billy sat on her knee you know at the end or whatever um, yeah but, it was well, ham ham fisted <laughs> I want to say hammy 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 um, I think I knew about the twist going in as well, unfortunately. I think someone had told me or had heard it discussed on a YouTube video or a podcast. So I, I think I, I I saw it coming. And I think 
it's fairly well like it, I think it, at the end it's like whoa twig. Oh, it was so it was so sore, wasn't it? Like, yeah. You see the influence there, like, and it's you got the flashback, and it's like these are all the clues we gave you, and now you see, and and literally. Um, speaking of getting inside of stepmoms, uh, the stepmom got inside of the dad. <laughs> so we we learn we learn throughout the film that her powers come from uh, she lives within the dolls. Now she's died. That's how. So they they start destroying all the dolls. They burn down the theater. They start shooting it with a shotgun. Um, and and we just kind of. We, we get past that, we think, oh, there's only one doll left. It's Billy. you got to destroy Billy. And finally, they chuck him in the fire, um, which they should have done at the start, obviously, uh, or killed or When kill you him. have that thing delivered, uh, that would have gone straight in the fire. I'd probably just return to sender. There you go. Somebody else's exactly. problem. Um, but yeah, and then we learn that we, we go home and they're like, right, we've killed the doll. We're fine. Apparently, yeah, apparently the the... The the Undertaker who's like knows the whole story because he was there and everything, and his wife who's got some severe mental health problems like dementia or something, um and yeah and she's like the woman with dementia is like oh your your father came Ashen came um, and he's like no my dad's in a wheelchair I don't know what you're talking about you're talking absolute rubbish um he goes back and we find that we find <laughs> he's got a big rod up his back. Because Mary Shaw has, has turned him into a, a ventriloquist dummy, like a living ventriloquist. So he's like back half. It's, it's looking it, likes that. I, I I thought that was that was it was gross, and hmm. and and because of that, I <clears throat> I enjoy gross things. And I was like, it's such a shame that something interesting like that has come hmm. right at the end, and and very flash yeah. kind of imagery. You know, it, it, I, I would have that would have been something cool to have seen a couple of times throughout the films, you know, maybe in the, 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 the kids. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been like, like, like all the people telling him the story is like couples and the couples are Mary Shaw. Yeah. That would have like every, everyone. And he's, he's being led by them. Uh, and he's maybe, maybe you say something like, Oh, I don't like being touched. So that's why he doesn't hug people or shake hands or anything. So that's why he doesn't. And I think that adds as well to the layer that he and his father are quite literally very distant. So that's why he doesn't go in for a hug or something because he'd been like, What's wrong with your back? You know, well, it's funny because I didn't. I didn't pick up necessarily on the whole twist. I knew that, that the stepmom was up to some kind of shit. Like, yeah. but the uh, I, I I I put down a note here. A stroke gives you white face paint? Question mark. Because when he was like talking, like the face, the the you know the makeup didn't look right. I was like, it looks like he's just got like cheap like snazaru white face paint on but then obviously at the end they revealed mm. that that is essentially what yeah. what she'd done so i was like oh god damn like you, mm. you pulled the wool over my eyes to be fair i would i would have liked if they maybe commented about the smell or something like oh i shit in a colostomy bag now and that's what you can smell yeah something something like that because i think uh, you'd be like yeah you could there, there, there are various things you could have done without giving it away still i think uh, yeah definitely well here's here's one of the other problems as well so she's Mary Shaw's trying to create the perfect doll, right? The doll she can inhabit, the doll she can work, she can use, she can live through. Um, and she's trying to do all these kind of weird and wacky experiments and these sketches. And, you know, she's studying family trees to make 
note of of all of her victims and where they are and tracking them down and then she's also you know trying to work out how to make a human being into a living doll effectively i do like the bit where he's eating the soup and it just comes down the tube just like but that's what i mean it was so that that reveal was so gross and i loved it I, i wanted to see more of that and that's why I'm quite interested to see if there are sequels that have maybe lent into some of those uh, elements a, a little bit more and mm. given us more detail. Is there any sequels for this? No, no, as far as I'm aware. Really? Um, yeah, nothing. Um, Surpri- I'm surprised that, yeah, I would have thought like straight to DVD jobbies. Sure, you know, yeah, there's like, like a doll or something. I mean, Christ, Puppet Master has about 10 sequels. Uh, oh, God, I, I, uh, <laughs> I watched Puppet Master for your show on Puppet Master. I'll leave a link in the show notes for it um, with um, your mate, Hydra Collectibles, um, defending it. And he was like, he was like, I'm not defending this one. I'm defending the third one. And I'm like, then why are we watching this shit one? It's one of the worst, <laughs> honestly, one of the worst films I've ever seen. And yeah, it, has it was, a, it's not that bad when we both agreed that it was bad. Yeah, you were both uh, like, yeah, it's actually quite shit. I don't know what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> what okay. are we doing? You did a great job. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Hydra Collectibles. Uh, <laughs> I'm here to defend another movie that I'm not actually going to talk about at all. Anyway, uh, nice. But um, yeah, my my main issue with it is that he creates the perfect doll mm-hmm. in the stepmom because he embodies she embodies the stepmom. Yeah. So and and it's revealed in the in the text that's you know it's got her face and all that. So then, if you can create the perfect doll, why is he not the perfect doll? Why not do? Why not inhabit the dad? Yeah, because he's working. He's he bloody pulled the wool over his son's eyes and yeah. me watching. So yeah. that's a pretty good doll by any exactly. And like I, I get, obviously the kid is like a prototype and he's on strings and stuff. Um, his great uncle, isn't it? It turns out to be his great uncle, um, who was the kid who was who was taken and killed. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I, I missed that. How did you? Yeah, well, that's that's the missed that. Well, that that's why he kills. That's why she kills the wife because that's. Jamie's son, so he's the next heir in that family line. Oh, Dan, it felt like there was a rod up my back by the end of the film. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> your wife was like, "Please, please turn this off. Please turn this off. Oh, Whatever you say, darling." this is so funny (laughs) Um, oh man that's your that's your puppet voice i don't know why it's like that uh (laughs) it's better than my real voice to be fair Uh, people often say that i sound like zippy from rainbow so Mm. uh there you go that's that's my puppet voice right there what did you think of the score to the film i guess i didn't really have a huge opinion on it i think Mm. it was um it, it, it was pretty kind of standard for a film of that time, I think. Like, mm. um, uh, I, I noticed the change in score when they did the twist, and that's what instantly reminded me of Saw because Saw does that mm. when when the twist comes. It's like do 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 or whatever the, the 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 theme is, and so I quite like that that little moment, like um, mm. in in terms of the score. And as I said earlier, with the the weird sound being sucked out the room. Like I honestly thought that was just part of the score and it was a bit weird. The composer um, is, um, I believe it's, I want to say Charlie Clouser of Nine Inch Nails. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 
So yeah, they, I, they're, they're a band, aren't they? They are a band. They are a band. I, I, I can't I can't think of a song off my top of my head, but they are, they are a band. I know nothing about music. We were talking about music before this, and yeah. I was referencing Green Day like it's two thousand and one. So me too, me too. Yeah. Um, but you will know that you will know this person or someone who's related to the person, the uh, the costumer, uh, the uh, costume designer. Sorry, um, is uh, related uh, to another big horror director it's denise cronenberg okay and she's related to john carpenter obviously yes yes (laughs) it's obviously related to david cronenberg so she worked on the on the film um so yeah so i know that we've we've not talked warmly or wonderfully about this film but if you had to pick out a few bits that you think would you would you say it's worth watching first of all one but do you think there's something in here that's worth looking at in, in james wan's kind of filmography is it worth exploring or would you just say maybe you just look a couple of clips up on youtube or something yeah honestly i'd, I'd say the latter clips like it's it, it really didn't do um anything for me whatsoever um it, it wasn't even like so so i'm i, I spoke about Elm Street earlier and and I'm a big slasher fan so I love my kind of Friday the 13th and some of the Halloween sequels and stuff like that and they're like there's a charm sometimes in things that are so bad they're good you know or or so kind of tongue-in-cheek in in, in their delivery but this didn't have that It, it very much felt like it was trying desperately to kind of be this like highbrow you know kind of uh horror to be respected and it, it, it fell very flat for me in 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 that in that sense um you know the the the, the acting was just i don't i don't want to blame the actors too much because i think mm. the script was just so bad yeah. that you know even That's anthony cool. hopkins couldn't bring out the best in this you know <laughs> yeah, true. um so uh the, the 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 positives for me um i as i said i really really loved that flashback scene with mary shaw on stage and that that was probably my favorite scene of the whole film um i i liked the kind of um the horror of seeing a child's corpse done up like a, a puppet like and i thought like it that would have been a lot more scarier than most of the stuff in this film if we'd saw that a couple more times or saw the process you know um how, how horrific that would have been to actually see her sewing him up and stuff like that you know um and i i, I did like i i did like the some of the details in that twist you know as i said um with the the gruesomeness of the mm-hmm. the rod in his back and food going down a tube and stuff like that i i quite kind of I found that quite interesting. So you've mentioned it on this on this podcast that there were ideas here that were good ideas. You know, it definitely had the foundations of 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 quite an interesting horror film and a horror film that that probably could have been beloved if delivered in a in a different way. But um, unfortunately, it just it it just fell flat for me. Fair enough. If um, so, we were going to do our top five killer doll movies are there any killer doll movies obviously you're a big fan of the chucky franchise is there any kind of dummy doll puppet movies that you would recommend that are not this 
Uh, well, I mean, you and I spoke um, a while back about small soldiers. I don't know whether that certainly falls did. Under yeah. the, uh, I'd say so. I'd say so. Falls under the bracket, but that obviously is beloved to me. I mean, those uh, those those Barbies, like we said, those Barbies were really fucked up. <laughs> really so scary. good. That Christina Ritchie's voice, amazing. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I would say as well the. It's not a horror film at all. It's a kid's no. film. Yeah. But Toy Story 3, the dummies um, that accompany uh, Gabby Gabby in the antique store, like oh, I love yeah. that. And yeah, I love just... that they kind of do do horror-esque things, like one mm. of the eyes is like lazy on one of them. And like mm. they do some pretty like horror type. The way, they, the way they move is really disconcerting because they're all obviously just wobbly and loose and they kind of like tip into one side. And, and you said earlier about Billy, like, it, it mm. would look silly if he was like running across the floor like Chucky, but if they yeah. did it like Toy Story Three, that's yeah. actually quite horrific and that's scary. Disturbing, yeah. Um, I love that the yeah. mouths the mouths are just constantly like flapping, just like yeah. as well. So I, good, oh, so good. So yeah, those, those are some honourable mentions. I I really can't. I I don't even think I've seen Annabelle. You know, I don't. I've not. Really I've heard. That. I've heard the prequel is better. I've heard the creation, Annabelle creation, is right. the better of the two. I've seen The Conjuring, and obviously she's in that. And uh, I've watched some YouTube videos of the mm. doll, the real doll. Like, uh, oh right, it's in like a cabinet, and you oh, it's like a raggedy. And... Is it a raggedy Ann type thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like a rag doll sort of thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I, again, like like we were saying, those ideas. He's gone. You know, I was playing with this. I like this, and then he's gone. Right, I'm going to do it now. This is it. And he and you know to be to his credit, he has taken those ideas, and I think he's done better with those ideas since. I think he's gone. It's like like Tarantino said after he made Kill Bill, everyone was like, "Oh, what a great! You finally made the great martial arts kung fu action movie." And he was like, "Yeah, but now I know how to make one of those, so my next one will be even better because now I've learned all the lessons." So I feel like this is a big step in James Wan's kind of learning and, and Lee Winnell and and his work as well going forward. I think they've all learned a lot of lessons on this film. So for better or for worse or however the film turned out and people like it, you know, there's a lot of people that like it. We've got some comments coming up in a moment where oh, and if people... you're a James Wan fan, like it's, hmm. it's, it's probably going to be iconic to you because you yeah. can watch this film and you go, yeah, that's that's Annabelle. That's where Annabelle came from. Yep, that's a saw style kind of twist moment. Yep, that's uh, very much kind of similar imagery to the nun. Like so, like you can almost see his kind of his IMDb. He's got those, like, yeah. He's got those trademarks. This film, yeah. Those trademarks are coming out, and they will, you know, keep going. And and you know, he put he put Annabelle in Aquaman and stuff like that. You know, you know, he's still doing what he's what he's doing. Um, but yeah, I, I I like I like the idea. I like the uncanny valley of of creepy killer dolls. Maybe we'll come back to it at a later date. Maybe um, I like Stuart Gordon's The Dolls is quite good. I recommend the original, the, like the first ever horror anthology film, Dead of Night, because that's got Hugo, who's probably the um, killer dummy, uh, creepy killer dummy potentially. Um, Again, Magic with Anthony Hopkins is great. Um, you know, I like the. Tr- I, I quite enjoyed the Chucky remake. I did, um, and we're going to see obviously Megan. Oh, great. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I mean, again, it's I. I like Chucky, but I'm not like an Uber fan, so I'm not like a purist or a you know loyal to that original thing. So, but I I had a lot of fun with it. You know, I, I am a purist and loyal, mm. but it. So I was going in very negatively to that reboot. Mm. Um, 
kind of like, oh yeah, come on then, what you got? Yeah. And I was just like, oh fuck, like that was that was really fun, like mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if we're getting a sequel to that or not, really. Um, well, the TV show is set up. The TV show is doing very well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, really well. I haven't watched season two yet, so I'm sort of trying to wait for it all to come out, and then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna binge it. But it's very much in the same vein of. It's kind of a bit of amalgamation of like Curse of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Bride of Chucky, like you know, there's uh, lots of kind of callbacks to the to the right at the beginning as well. So mm. it's 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 fun because it kind of feels like a best of, you know, um, of all the of all the Chucky stuff. Because look, you know, the um, those films almost feel like different genres at times. So um, yeah, true, true. Well, I guess they they're always trying to do something a little bit different with them. There's quite a few of them I haven't seen. I've seen I've seen the first one, the second one. Uh, I've not seen Bride. I've seen Seed. I think um, yeah, Bride's better than Seed. Yeah, I've I've heard Bride's a good one. Uh, Seed and the, the remake, and then maybe another one. I don't think I've not seen Cult. Cursing Cult are good. Curse, Curse is fantastic. Like Curse okay. is really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I'll give I'll give them a go. I'll give them a go. Well, you've got you've got Ben's recommendations. Um, what else? I've I've got a list of uh, killer dummy. This was my list for kind of what we were going to do. So um, I've got on here. We have the Annabelle films. Uh, Asylum. That's another anthology film with killer dolls towards the end. Um, uh, what's it called? Is it Dead of Not Dead of Night? A trilogy of terror. So that's the one with the the Zuni doll. Have you seen that one? It's like an African kind of. Oh type. yeah, I think. Um, well, someone brought that up um, on a show. I was doing a horror show with uh, hmm. Passpoint Comics, Triple G Comics, and we were and James T. Keegan, and we were talking about horror films and someone actually brought that up as one of their favorite kind of horror moments so yeah but that that i mean it's one of these horror anthologies where that like like dead of night like that first one with the doll um in like 1945 or where it was like it's the only good section of yeah, the yeah. anthology so it's kind of like just watch that um have you ever seen um tourist trap no nope. so it's, it's about a, it. yeah it's really it's it's a slasher you'll like it it's about a uh, a slasher who makes these kind of doll-like masks, and it's a kind of a mannequin museum he runs. Okay. And but here's the, here's the the thing that makes it great is he's got telekinetic powers, and he makes the dummies, the mannequins, come to life, and they sing, and they do all sorts of weird and wacky shit. It's brilliant. It's absolutely okay. fantastic. It's like Professor Xavier Origins. Yeah, basically, basically, yeah. If he were, if if he was lonely and it was schizophrenic, wore weird masks, but what does if it, the X Men never existed? It's yeah. if you imagine kind kind of Texas Chainsaw, but without the chainsaw and with telekinetic powers, but then a little bit of House of Wax as well. <laughs> okay. okay it's a lot going on there's a lot going on but it's, it's a lot of fun i think it's probably on youtube as well um give that give that one a go i quite enjoyed yeah, that well. one um oh tales from the hood have you seen that one that's another anthology one as well no but you've brought that up before on one of your podcasts mm, i think really good. Like a, a, yeah really really good yeah so it's kind of it's it's kind of like um if um if jordan peele had made an anthology movie in okay. the ni- in the nineties, basically, and there's I'd this- love to see a Jordan Peele anthology movie now. Can you imagine? I mean, I mean, he did do the Twilight Zone series. Did you see that? He was kind of in that. I never saw that. No, no, it was all right. It was all right. I Is liked it. it. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. He was the host as well. Um, I feel like it didn't catch wind. Like I don't hear many people talking about it. Or- 
it got it got a second uh, it got a second series I remember. Um, right, okay. But yeah, um, I watched Pin as well recently, which is a kind of about a medical doll that a guy thinks is talking to him, and it's okay. weirdly weirdly creepy and sexual. That's on Shudder and Amazon at the moment. If you want to check that out, it, it wasn't my favorite, but I think there's some very creepy moments. You had me at creepy and sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. I always do. Uh, uh, but yeah, there's, there's there's tons more. You know, like Poltergeist with that clown. Um, oh yeah, that, that shit me up. As a I kid. tell you, actually, I wanted to mention this. I went, me and uh, me and Dennis went to see a screening of it recently, Poltergeist uh, in 4K uh, at I think it's called Cultplex now. They've renamed it. It's the Chapel Picture House, and they every so often they'll put on like screenings of stuff, old movies and things, uh, and they put that on. And it, and it, I hadn't seen it in years. It hadn't aged. Well, it has aged, obviously, but it still holds up. If, is what I meant. I, I need to give and, it a watch. And when the when the clown comes into it, because the, they introduce it early on, and then there's a bit. I think this guy hadn't seen it because <laughs> there's a bit where the clown is sat in this rocking chair. And it's rocking, mm. and and then it yep. like thunder strike, and then you cut away, cut back. The chairs are rocking, but the clown's not in it. And this guy from right at the back, he went fuck off. <laughs> Because he was so he was fucking scared, and and it, obviously everyone. And when it when it comes out, it strangles the boy. Apparently, it strangled him in real life as well. The mechan- mechanism and the clown broke or something. So yeah, yeah. That, now that is a scary story. Um, yeah. So so there, there's some. Uh, I, I know we didn't do the top five. I'm sorry for that, guys. But uh, it's Ben's fault. Uh, demonic toys. That's one. Demonic toys. A bit, basically, anything Full Moon does usually has some tiny terror creatures, some like little creatures, be it a doll or I think blood dolls as well as them and some other stuff. So, um, yeah, go go crazy. Go have a look. I've made a list. You know what? I'll probably release this list. I'll put it in the links. I made a list on Letterboxd of a ton of like killer doll movies. Um, they don't necessarily have to be alive necessarily, but they have to be creepy in some form. Creepy doll list. Anyway, I think we're coming to an end, um, but uh, we have some listener comments, uh, some very, very special listener comments, comments from my own family, no less, which is oh, rare, which is very rare. So James Wan, then, but yeah. James Wan, no, Your uh, David, fine. David Cronenberg, uh, no. So uh, over on Facebook, we'll we'll see what Ben thinks of these comments. Uh, Veronica Hall says the film is not the greatest. It has, yeah. yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh it has some creepy stuff though. And due to the film magic, which we've talked about, I don't like dolls like that. So ventriloquist dummies specifically. Uh Max Byrne, former guest on here and all around amazing human being, he says, Fats the dummy. So I asked people what their favorite uh dummy was, a creepy doll movie, or I asked what they thought of the film. So they say Fats, uh, Baxburn says, Fats the dummy from Magic is the creepiest, a very naughty boy. He certainly is. Now, uh, Rhea, also a former guest, she doesn't like creepy dolls. So so I again asked this question, and she instantly responded with, fuck off. Brilliant. Another fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. People don't like creepy dolls. It's that. I think it's that uncanny That's valley That's just the thing. go-to fear reaction is just fuck off. Fuck off. Um, but I think it is that uncanny valley thing where it's like it is human, has the appearance of being human, but her eyes are like, that's not human. So it freaks yeah. us out. I think it's that thing. But she also says, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Although I really want to see Megan. I guess I love nightmares. 
Thanks for that. So here we go. My family is is finally made a comment on my podcast. Uh, not that they're proud of me or anything, just just in general, just about this film. Uh, so my sister, Sophie Brazier, says, uh, my favourite creepy doll is Billy off Dead Silence. And she continues, I said, I said, give me a bit more. Go on, give us a big, big comment. And she said, Dead Silence, where do I start? Cult horror classic. I'm not a horror movie fan. However, this I would recommend to anyone. Forget the rubbish rating. It is definitely on my list of horror films to watch. The jumps, the bumps, and the gore will have you sitting at the edge of your seat. Beware the curse of Mary Shaw. 100% recommended. An absolute classic. She been drinking that night? or <laughs> Can't say. Can't say. Hey, but... look, you know, hey. opinions. Yeah. It, the variety is the spice of life. and Exactly. You if know, you like it, you like uh... it. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I don't, I don't hate it. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I think there's something to it. Um, I can see like the appeal. I can yeah. see the appeal, and like I, I know that like Trick or Treat Studios has a Billy Doll and things like that. I can mm. see why someone would like want to pick that up. Sure. You know, I get it. I want to give a, sl- a shout out quickly before you carry on with yeah, your comments there. Um, Slappy, I forgot about Slappy. Slappy's of course, definitely one of my favourites. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. God. I, from the from the film, or would you rather the one from the TV show or the books? Or obviously, I love like the TV show and and uh, grew up with that. Um, but Jack Black, like a Slappy, was fantastic. And and that first Goosebumps film, the second one's like not great, yeah, but the, the 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 first one, I I actually had a, had a blast with. So yeah, Slappy. Yeah, I forgot a lot of the kind of. I used to be well into Goosebumps. I forgot a lot of the kind of stories and the names of the stories. But then when I saw that, they all kind of came flooding back, like all the titles and stuff. We we even had a we even had a Goosebumps library at our school. We had like a little place where like during during breaks you could go and pick one up. And they had the they had the create your own adventure ones and they had the the regular ones. Yeah, yeah. I think I went as the Scarecrow one Halloween from Goosebumps specifically. Um, It was a bad move though. It was a bad, yeah. It was uh, it was a bad move because it was uh, the straw started to smell really quickly. Oh no! <laughs> it was fucking horrible. <laughs> and everyone was like, I'm "Not going to sit next to you anymore, Dan." Oh. Uh, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> um, so that was that was Sophie's full comment. So no more from my family. They're 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 done. Uh, they're done with their comments. They're done. I was waiting for like your mum, like your, <laughs> you know, your stop great ask, aunt. Stop asking me things. <laughs> when are you going to have children? Find a wife. <laughs> settle down. Stop being a disappointment. Uh, most most Who of those children when you can have a puppet. Exactly. I'm just going to get. I'm going to wait. Mary Shaw. She didn't have any children, but she exactly. had all the dolls. That's it. I just, Billy. I just had. I just need dolls. So Paul Meller, um, big fan and former guest as well at the Meller Geek on Twitter. Um, this was a really enjoyable film. Creepy, but very well made. As part is for James Wan. I had not heard of this before, so thanks for the recommendation and the potential nightmares. Unsure why they were all messing about, I would have burnt little Billy on the first day. This is what we're saying. See? See? Yeah. Man of man of somewhat similar taste. Okay, last comment. So John Hammond, so that's at John Hammond on Twitter. He says, can't help uh, but be a massive Chucky fan. I just love that little fella. However, this one gives him a run for his money albeit only one movie, which I do enjoy, The Doll from Dolly Dearest 1991. What a bitch. 
I've never never heard of Dolly Dearest, no. I'll Dolly Dearest, there we go. It's it's not a nice looking doll at all. It's it's really hideous and atrocious. Um, but there you go. You've got a lot of creepy doll recommendations on this podcast, including a Batman villain as well. So we're well into that stuff. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, ben. Just dummies recommending dummies. Dummy, yeah, yeah. We're we're the true dummies uh of, of this podcast, especially. So uh so Ben, where can people find you and all your good content that you've got coming up including stuff i've been on and uh, done an excellent job and done a lot of research unlike other guests um we'll 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 test that out very soon uh <laughs> but yes um i uh am over on instagram and youtube uh under attention seeking geek um i uh do uh quite a lot of kind of figure videos and showcases and reviews and unboxing stuff like that i do a live show uh usually every week uh called the geeky gas bag show uh where we uh basically take a look at the um the, the week just gone and all the kind of geeky news that came with it um so yeah um that that's me over on attention seeking geek on youtube and instagram very good very good and we're uh we're gonna in a little bit gonna go on your show and do something so i'll uh i'll share that once that one's out well it's, i mean it's, out tonight. It's, it's, it's alive isn't it it's live tonight is it, it it's live yeah so by the time people are listening to this it's already it's, you've already seen you it you can watch the rewind to see Dan's little face because uh, you might not see his little face um, uh, with Often. the podcast format. So I'm giving you that that pleasure uh, on my show. Such a lovely face, a face for radio. Um, a but moon yes. with facial hair. But I'll uh, after we get off this, I will do a little share and see if anybody wants to join us. Um, and yeah, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun talking about geeky gas baggery. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So you can find me on Facebook at Secret Bores, uh, Twitter and Mastodon at Dan underscore Bores, Instagram at Spider Dan Secret Bores. Review, like, share, comment, subscribe, etc. And don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you interact with us. If you want to join the Prattalian and to be briefed in full on the Secret Bores, swing over to Prattle World at www.spiderdanandthesecretbores.com. I'd like to thank my patrons on Patreon. I'm Jack's Musing, Simon Cotton. Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Scott Hodgson, Mike Burton, Angry Andy, Tonya Todd, and Tony Farina. And for their continuing donations, it is very much appreciated and helps Brattle World keep on turning. And if you ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast, please consider it. So we have been your two dummies, and I hope you've had enough creepy dolls this week. I know I have. Um, so I'm gonna we're gonna leave it there. Um, we've 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 talked. There's, there's been anything but dead silence in this podcast. We've said words. Words have come out of our mouth. Whether they are our words or someone else's words mm. is for you to decide. Mm. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> and on that note, we shall leave the stage and go and talk to ourselves. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye.